Episode two, the Agresto Podcast. Harvey, you ready? Let's do this. Let's do it. So, uh, knock one out, and we're already on number two. Time's flying by, man. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. I mean, the first one was, uh, what, 40-some minutes, and it seemed like a heartbeat. And then uh, you send a few things to social media, and all of a sudden people are asking you all kinds of questions. And, and uh, shit, I, I still don't have any answers, but uh, here we are for number two. Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely don't have any answers. So, uh, you know, our deal, cold beer, hot topic. Uh, what's your beer of choice today? Uh, I went with uh, uh, Atmos uh, Brewing Company. Alturas. It's kind of a, it's a dark amber color. I poured it in a glass, you know, just kind of keep it in uh, keep it in moderation. You know what I'm saying? Cheers. Uh, you say Alturas. There's an Alturas, California. Is that what we're talking about here? I mean, what, what are we talking about? Alturas. I don't know. I didn't. I just grabbed it, man. You know me. I just grab yeah, and just go. Grab it, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going with uh, Dos Equis. Oh, great call. Dressed. Yeah, great call. Yeah. Uh, Which has been my go-to beer this year, I'd I'd have to say. Uh, And an unbelievable segue. I mean, whether you did that on purpose or not, that's a segue. Well, I mean, like I said, it's been my go-to beer this year anyway. So, But it just so happens, our recap this week is Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. The best of Mexico especial. Uh, the, the, charreria. Oh, the charreria that's right mexican so, rodeo so i i'm very disappointed though you know obviously dos equis i mean you fumbled the ball on that one i mean i figured this would be the week that you you know brought it the mech brought out the mexican beer i think there's a limit on mexican beer and um i mean i like to consume a few of them during the 12 month period and if i start drinking mexican beer in january there's no way that i'll that i'll make it to december I'll, i mean i'll be i'll be probably be topped out around may or june so i try and push it back it's really that's more of a you know above uh 78 degrees before i really get into my mexican beers i got you and you're for those of y'all listening i don't think we mentioned this on the first episode uh harvey is in Boise, Idaho, and I'm in Fredericksburg, Texas, so uh, a little bit different weather this time of year, uh, you know, at your house versus mine, so. Yeah, and I work for a Mexican company, so, I mean, I, I do get plenty of Mexican beer. I get the I get the full range, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So let's dive into it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll let you go first, you know, because this was your idea. You know, you found it, somehow you found it, you know, it was coming on the Cowboy Channel. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Mexican culture. Went to school down there when I was 15. Um, I've been down there too many times to count. Love the people. Love the culture. Just, I'm just, I'm, I'm in love with, with my Mexican brothers and sisters. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand, you know, how big of an influence um, Mexican rodeo and, and for that part, you know, South America, Central America, how big they've been in the rodeo scene and, and really, uh you know, handling cows and handling livestock and handling stuff like that. So it's awesome to be able to look at like the Mexican rodeo and see the Mexican events. So um, those of you that are new to this, it, you know, it's not the same standard, you know, eight, nine, 10 events that you'd see at your, uh, your local rodeo or, or anything like that in the U S and, and uh, I mean, I got to tell you, I, I'm a, a huge fan, but I'm also a huge fan of the fact that 
they're so dressed up, man. They're so dressed up in the colors and the conchos and the leather work and the purples and the greens and the turquoise and the yellows and the reds. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's like watching a sunset come blazing around the arena the whole time. I mean, it's it's absolutely uh, awesome. But uh, what was your what was your favorite event? Did you did you pick favorite event that we got to see? We didn't get to see them all, but we did get to see a bunch of them on, the other night. I'm pretty sure I saw them all. You didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> What'd you sucker me into? I watched. I was watching football and that at the same time. But uh, uh, man, before I get into that, I will say, yeah, the, the Mexican culture. I love it. Uh, my wife and I just went to San Antonio for the weekend, and uh, obviously, you know, the Mexican culture there is huge, and the mariachi bands. And, uh, I love it. Uh, and even with my the brand Bexel brand, you know, we incorporate the vaquero into a lot of our designs because i mean that that's cowboy tradition right that's where the american cowboy is derived from right the mexican vaquero um and yeah i just love the culture but to the event i mean there's there was a number of hot points for me i mean right out the box obviously bareback well let back up they had the grand entry whatever they called it i think they called it something else i'm not sure what they called it but uh a lot of horses Man. I mean, I mean that grand entry, that is the definition of cold beer and hot topic. I mean, we should have been in the stands doing this live because we could have had cold beer and there was hot topics for everybody there. So that was fantastic. Intro, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. No, and, and I think you and I do agree that to really truly get the best recap of that event live and in person with coldies uh, would have been the best. You know, oh, for sure. Solution for that, but and maybe maybe one day we'll do it. But uh, yeah, because we're because at some point we're gonna have to take this thing mobile. I mean, I can tell already. It's oh, yeah, it's gonna sure. have to go mobile. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll, sure. We'll go so mobile. right out the box, a bareback ride, which a traditional rodeo. You know, you start with a bareback ride, right? Uh, Mexican rodeo, they ride with two hands. Uh, what impressed me about that event? I'm pretty sure there's a few of those vaqueros that rode with no gloves. Well, at least on one hand, for sure. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure there's a few that, no gloves. And I was impressed with that, right? I mean, just rip the skin right off your palm of your hand. Uh, so those that dudes, was Those dudes were for sure, I mean, there was, you know, for no, for no protective equipment and no neck brace, Man, they must have some chiropractors in the family in that deal, because holy cow! I mean, those guys were taking the whiplash to a whole new level. I thought yeah. there's something about it. you know you got that free arm; it can get behind you a little bit and you know absorb some of that. But you got two two hands strapped in there. I mean, that neck's that oh, yeah. neck's taking a beating. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, like you say, you can with a free arm. You know, you can I think release some of that energy in with your free arm. Now the neck gets it in the two hand bareback ride. <laughs> Uh, for sure and that i mean that 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 big ass hat that they wear sambrero yeah that thing's that thing's got to go 12 12 pounds you think that thing goes 12 pounds hey we might we make make, we might have to get a hold of danny make rick brown look like a little feller Uh, i mean we might have to get a hold of danny there at the at the uh the old best hat store and find out how much those uh those vaquero hats weigh because they don't look light for sure but I mean, no. overall, it's a good event. I think the, I mean, let's let's talk pros and cons, right? I, I think the con was, um, 
well, I'll tell you the event that really got under my skin and just, I thought they left too much on the table. They, they just ruined it was the, uh, the ranch roping. Yeah, six, they did. They, they had six steers out there or longhorn steers. So it's not like roping yep. steers or big, big cattle. Yeah. Uh, big loops, throw them big loops. And I thought, I didn't really know what was going to happen. Right. When they came out and, and all yep. six riders were, were behind the six longhorn steers and you know, the announcer was talking and, I, and they're loping those steers around the arena. I thought it, like a gun was going to go off and it was just going to be mad chaos. <laughs> and those guys are just, gonna, you know, the first one to rope one down and, you know, throw your hands in the air wins. Right. That's, Maybe I yeah. got a little out of hand on thinking this is going to be a sweet event. That's not what the, what it was. But hey, that's a great. Well, the detail. But inside the details of that, I mean, the guys are roping the head on that. Did you see how many of those guys just rode over and leaned off their horse and took it off of the off of those longhorns? Oh yeah, I was like, well, man, to get those, a loop around those horns was impressive. I, I mean, I will say yeah. I wouldn't say I'm, I wasn't totally impressed with obviously yeah. the skills that they had to to get a loop around that you know those big horns um you know and they, and some of them were doing a little trick roping and putting it on so oh yeah they were definitely talented i just maybe got a little you know my creative mind was hoping for something wild and crazy you know well you 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 americanized it a little bit like football american football you know well, not, it's like you want, know that it, you want it to get speeded up you want a little more speed well i don't know that i americanized it really I, well, South, we, Americans, we, America. we like to get everything. We like to get everything all fast and furious. No, I know that. They're, but, but they were romancing it, man. They were romancing it. They yeah, got it was the an exhibition. Going. I felt like it was an yeah. exhibition. But hey, don't Mexican cowboys can get crazy. They do some crazy stuff. <laughs> so I was like, this is going to be one of those moments where they get wild. It's about to get western right here. And uh, well, well, talk about getting wild. I mean. So the guy comes out. My, I mean, the event that I liked was, you know, the Pasa de la Muerte. I mean, which is Spanish for the pass of death. So yeah. the running around, and you don't do it on the first pass because obviously you haven't got enough speed built up yet. So you got to go a couple rings around, or maybe that was just the showmanship part of it. But it really struck me as I would have got, I would have jumped from one horse to the other when the horses were going slower than faster. But yeah, just jumping from one horse to the other. I mean, you got all kinds of guides and leading in like a tugboat. I mean, it was uh, there was lots of hooves that were in there. If that doesn't go well, um, that's going to leave a mark. I mean, you're going to get pretty banged up underneath all those uh, those. Yeah, those and feet. I that event, I liked it. You know, obviously, I wouldn't do it. But once again, I'm trying to make things wilder than you really are. I'd like for him to bring a wild Mustang in there, and that be the horse that they got to, you know, hop on to because. Because the horse that I think, they I think that this, is already broke. I think that this is a pretty good point, though, to bring up that you're an ex-bull rider. So you you want it to be a little bit sketchy. Like, I don't think you really like an event unless there's, like, a good 25 30% of sketch in there. Just really making everybody nervous. Contestants, fans, animals, everybody's yeah. kind of on edge. Yeah, it makes a good show. You pro- I bet you stuck your finger in a socket a lot as a kid, didn't you? Just for shits <laughs> and giggles. You just... Just sticking it in there. Well, I think more so now that I'm done riding bulls and, you know, have no (laughs) desire to do that, I really crave it more because, you know, I know I'm not going to do anything real sketchy anymore (laughs) in my life. So I need to watch it. I need to watch people do some sketchy shit. And, uh, you know, but yeah, that was a cool event. Uh, I I think overall, you know, I think just the tradition, uh, 
what, what goes into an event like that. And that's what it was, the best of what Mexico, especially yeah. out. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's what was cool to me is just, you know, they were displaying the, the roots of uh, Mexican rodeo, Mexican vaqueros, and uh, Charles. Charles, the, the rope burn event. What was that? Smoke. Uh, smoke the horn. Yeah, smoke the horn. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, guy just comes out and lights his horn on fire. Just bang. I wonder how, I wonder how many fingers been lost in that. Event. <sighs> that's that's not an event you want to uh, get bad at. You want to get good at that one. Yeah, because uh, for y'all listening, it's not like obviously you know team ropers lose fingers. You, you know, catch a finger in a dally and lose it. Uh, this deal, they there's a guy on a horse that has one end of the rope, and the other guy stays you know, stationary and the guy on the horse, other horse takes off running with the rope and then he dallies. So you got some speed involved. I mean, fingers are, <laughs> I mean, it's a clean cut. I mean, I guarantee you that the world champion doesn't have all his fingers. No, no. I mean, you don't get good without trial and error. Right. And you might be better after you lose a couple digits, you know, just kind of get them out of the way. Just exactly. Kinda- you know, gone. I don't have to worry about them. Yeah. So. Old peppy three, old peppy three fingers though. <laughs> but good event. That was a good one to recap. I'm excited to figure out, you know, what's going to be our next event. I know we're already getting some, we're already getting some suggestions. So that's great. That's great. We'll get, we'll get some recaps. We need people to send us some more suggestions. We'll, we'll break it on down. Well, right on. That's a fantastic recap. Um, you're up, man. It's your turn. You're uh, you get to pick for episode number two. You are in charge of the question, which I have no idea what you're going to ask me. So yeah. what well, it's is? Not, it's not really a question. It's you know it's it's a topic, right? And uh, oh yeah, topic. Sorry, hot topic. Hot topic. Um, and yours was great last week or last episode. Uh, so and this has a little backstory. You'll know what I'm talking about. I think when I bring it up, but the the, the topic's going to be. Job titles. What are your thoughts on job titles? I think they're horseshit. Yeah, it might be a, might be a quick episode this week, folks. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> All right, there we go. That's his opinion. What's your? Oh man, job titles can't stand them. Can't stand them. Yeah. Well, especially you know, coming from the corporate world that I was in previously, and people use those titles, you know, and the only thing that that title really, sometimes I feel like those titles just signify someone trying to go up the chain and they don't have to listen to anybody underneath them, which is just, which is horseshit. It's just, it's horrible. I mean, because you get people that move laterally in a company and they're a vice president here and they get made a vice president over there. And yeah, I'm, I don't like it at all. And a matter of fact, I mean, you've known me like I, I mean, I've had titles and I take titles off of everything because it's just like people are people. It's like, yeah. And you, you got to respect each other and, and work that way. In my opinion, that's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I agree with you. Cause obviously I've, I've worked for myself for forever. So it's, there's never really been <clears throat> a job title that I've had. Uh, but I, I mean, I think the cool backstory regarding you and I in job titles is what, like we touched on the first episode when we met via LinkedIn and then we had some email correspondence in your, in your email. 
it said one of your titles was head of rodeo. Which so so I'm just like I'm so confused. Levi's doesn't do rodeo. I mean, you're not gonna sneak one by me when it comes to rodeo or bull riding. And I don't know what rodeo you're involved with, but you you know, so I was a little I was very intrigued with the head of you know rodeo title. Uh, um uh, you know, and I was anxious to hear the story, which obviously you told me. Uh, you care to touch on that? Just a little Cliff Notes version. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's title. it's it's pretty entertaining. I mean, James Curley, who was the was the brand president at the time at Levi's, was a friend of mine from the outdoor industry before I came to work for Levi's. And we were, oh, we were either at Project or Outdoor Retailer. We were at some show, Project, I think it was. I think we were in Vegas, and we were all rolling around. And he says, you know, hey, one of the things I think that would be awesome is for Levi's to have a world champion bull rider again. So, and most people don't know that, you know, Levi's was in rodeo for, from 1890 until 1990, you know, for a hundred years, they were in rodeo, you know, they haven't been, they hadn't been in it until four or five years ago, you know, from 1990, they basically got out of it. But it was always something like from a heritage and a culture part that we always thought was was great as a for the brand of Levi's. And so he's like, hey, we need to get a bull rider. And of course, me being the country kid from Idaho, uh, that job title fell on me. Now, my job was I was global business development for Levi Strauss & Co., which was a long ways away from head of rodeo. But head of rodeo was, uh, was a good time. So it started... Uh, Started probably six or eight months before I ever went to work for Levi's. Started in a cab, and I'm pretty sure it was in Vegas. And maybe there was a beer or two involved. Yeah. That's all I got to say on that. So head of rodeo. So that I mean, obviously, at you know, just like you opened up your thoughts on on job titles or horseshit. That's yep. a perfect example. I mean, you were head of rodeo, and there there was no such thing. But that was your title. No. Nothing. No. I mean, that's your real title. We, I mean, I know that wasn't your real title, but it was in your email. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. to be honest with you, I was happy to see it, right? Because <laughs> if I can see that, I'm like, whoa, I got a chance. You know, I got a chance to sell this guy sponsorships. You want to be head of rodeo, we'll make you head of rodeo. You know, and so. also, I, I mean, I think <laughs> it's not titles necessarily, but putting things like that on paper and showing them. It's also a good driver too, right? Like, so it was 18 months before we even got the rodeo thing going, the bull riding yeah. thing, not even rodeo, bull riding, before we even got the bull riding thing going. But it really, you know, got people thinking about it. And then you start gaining a little bit of momentum here and there. And then, you know, and then before you know it, you got, you know, a company like Levi's gets engaged, you know, and then you do find out like how many people actually inside of a company really do uh, love the diversification of saying like, you know, we're not just this, we can be that too. And, or we can bring that back and you get enough people. And then before you know it, you got Levi's making Western jeans, you know, and it's called the Western gene. So, you know, there's stuff like that. That's, that's great. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's good to have that as a goal. Yeah. And that's, I'm very thankful for that job title you had. Right. Cause I, I felt like, just like you explained, you know, it was the start of something. You didn't really know what the start of it was the start of at the time, but uh, it, it turned into something which was which pr was pretty cool, you know. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I'm I'm with you on job titles. They 
they kind of crack me up. Uh, I'm not a corporate guy. I've never, you know, been in the corporate world, you know, the big corporate world. I mean, I understand them. Like you say, I understand, you know, you've got levels of management, and, you know, and I get the gist of, of titles, but, um, you know, when it comes down to it, like you said, I think people use and abuse those things, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm this, you know, and, um, and use it as a, uh, well, it uses it, they use it to identify themselves sometimes, you know, they're, they're stuck with, okay, this is, this title identifies who I am, which it doesn't, you know, you know, I think people who, who get, you know, maybe to a VP status and next thing you know, uh, the company scales back and they get fired and they get to go get another job and they're not able to go get another VP job. They got to go get a director job. It probably wears on yeah. them, right? Like, whoa, I'm, I'm lower than I was. What you no, you're not. Yeah. You're the same person, right? <laughs> Don't let the, the <laughs> title identify who you yeah. are. You are who you are, right? And uh, yeah. That, well, and it I also puts that, ceiling. It puts ceilings on people too. That's the sad part. Is you know, yeah. like, you know, you start at, at being a manager, and then you move to a director or whatever, and then you want to move to be a vice president. It's like you're a director, and you start looking at all the people that are supposedly above you, and you know, from office politics to whatever reason it might be, you're like, oh, I don't ever see myself being a vice president for this company. And therefore you just kind of bottom out and you just kind of, you know, put it in, put it in neutral and you just start coasting, which is yeah. a horrible way to go through a career as well. I mean, how miserable would that be? Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, yeah. And I see, like I said, I've never been in that atmosphere. So uh, I can only give opinion on from the outside looking in, uh, Obviously, I know people that live that in that world, uh, but you're right. It, it's but until they hit the ceiling, right? They're all about getting to the ceiling, right? It's all yeah. about okay, what do I got to get to do to get to the next level? And sometimes I, you know, I, I mean, we live in a in a cruel world, right? Um, but I feel like in that corporate world, a lot of times it's okay. Who do I have to step on to to give me a boost to get over here to this up to this next level? I think there's a lot of that that goes on in the corporate world. Uh, and that's the other reason, like, I just feel like titles are, yeah. Like well, it. and I think that the sad part about it is, is that as you're younger, you don't have in your peer group, let's say you don't have executive vice presidents and senior vice presidents and CEOs and CFOs and COOs and people that are really running companies, right? You just, when you're younger, you're in your twenties and your thirties and your early forties, you just don't have those people in your peer group for the most part. I think as you get older, like you and I are older and, and uh, closer to that 50 group, we have friends that are, you know, in those groups. And what people don't understand, I think, when they're when they're younger is, is that there's only one place to go from that spot. So you make it all the way to the top. You either vert it, you know, you either do a sidestep and get over to another company to take that same position or you got to go back down. I mean, it's no different in, in, in from a perspective wise you know, sports analogies, I'm sure will be a big part of this podcast as we go forward, but it's no different than a head coach, you know, that gets fired and then he goes and becomes an offensive coordinator somewhere else. You know, he's got to go rebuild. He's got to start over. So I think just because you made it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to stay there. And just because you made it doesn't mean you're going to stay there and doesn't mean you're going to be happy once you get there either. So yeah, I think just having, you know, once again, it's just, you know, can you be happy with who you are and not worry so much about the title and, 
you know, I've been really, I, you know, personally, I've been lucky. I've been able to bounce around and do all kinds of great stuff in my career. And I've been happy, you know, I'd say pretty much the whole way. Yeah. You get burnout here and there, but who doesn't, but, um, yeah. Title thing. Nobody cares. And the yeah, people no. that care don't matter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the ongoing joke with me and my business partner with, uh, XD sports, Brad Benzinger here is, and we've been doing this for years. Because it's just me and him, right? 50, yeah. 50 partners, right? So we do everything. But we, we made we made a outside of I'm the founder of the company, Brad allowed me to keep that title. He said you you have to keep that title. But outside of that, we don't have titles, we're just VPs. Now one day we might be the VP of something, and the next day the VP of something else, right? It's the ongoing yeah. joke is uh uh, hold, let me get the VP of uh, legal on that, you know, and then you just answer, you just say, hello. And you're like, oh, this is the same person. Yeah, I'm the VP of legal. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the, the ongoing joke is we're just VPs. There's no presidents, yeah. just VP level. You know, you, that's as high as you can get next to sports. We're just VPs. So, uh, yeah, which is, which is like Karen's worst nightmare, right? When she asks for the manager someplace and the kid does a 360 and comes back and says, I'm the manager. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. you're dealing with the, you're dealing with the same thing. We're, yeah. we're a two man show. Which one yeah. you want? One A or one B? Exactly. So, yeah. And that's smoke and mirrors, right? You know, there's, uh, uh, you know, I've seen that with, with my business XD sports, like just Brad and I. So, you know, people think, Oh, it's some big agency, you know? Uh, so it's, it's the perception, right? There's a perception that we're bigger than we are. No different than, than Vex brand as, as well. It's, it's me and my wife, you know, so it's not, it's not, you know, can we, can we talk to the director of merchandising or whatever? Okay. Yeah. Hello. I'm here. Design director. Here I am. Head of yeah. shipping. You yeah. bet. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so job titles, I thought that'd be a fun one just because of the backstory on Head of Rodeo. And just so you know, forever in my heart, you'll be Head of Rodeo. Uh, uh, so <laughs> that's that's one title you've got that's going to stick with you, buddy. Yeah, and that's a great one. You know, like I did keep one of those cards, not because of the other title that was on there, but just so that my kids would have a Levi Strauss card that said Head of Rodeo on it because I'm sure that at some point – that'll come up in a conversation and they can just throw the card down. So be like, see, my dad was the head of rodeo for Levi's. Yeah. But, uh, and, they, and they'll be able to sell that on somewhere someday. Probably. Cause I don't, I'm not so sure there's a, another business card from Levi's that says head of rodeo. I guess there could be, but <laughs> I, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> that title know. usually gets you, that title usually gets you fired at Levi's. That's a, that's a short term title. True. True. Well, it depends on what kind of rodeo, but, uh. <laughs> all right well i think that's going to be it for this week a shorter episode but hey uh kind of gives you a little insight on our thoughts on job titles uh so if we've offended you, you you're the the vp of uh marketing uh we don't think any less of you just remember who you are when you become ceo that you're still the same person right yeah just Got some different different letters in front of your name or after your name, whatever it is. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Any, any last? Uh, I'm going to ask this every episode, Harvey. Any last 
uh, parting words of wisdom from, from Harvey. Words of wisdom for me. Holy cow. That is, um, yeah, I got lots of words of wisdom. Most of them I can't do on a podcast though. Well, you can do anything on a podcast. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for tuning in. We out. Later. Let's go. See you. Ciao.